Get your tickets online now at CobbsComedy.com. Remember, there are more at the door. And get ready to get served the business. Side effects may include acid reflux, black lung, black foot, IBS, racism, homophobia, arachnophobia, erectile dysfunction, erections lasting more than four hours, spontaneous human combustion, appendicitis, ingrown toenails, anal leakage. It's Monday. It's time for the Joke Workshop here on Mutiny Radio. Dot FM and Dot SF. Comedians do four-minute sets, and they'll hear horn. Horn at three. Uh, if you want comments, just let us know before your set that you want comments, and then we'll we'll do that for you. But if not, we'll just run it like a regular open mic. Okay, put your hands together for your first comedian of the night, everybody. It's Dakota Price. No need to worry, no need to cry. Uh, hello, Mutiny Radio. How's everybody doing tonight? Yeah, it's literally the, it's the the afternoon, but I say tonight. And like, just like like all the other day, the first time I see you, it's like, good morning. How you doing? Um. You know, I'm pretty sure everybody that's been listening to Mutiny Radio live is sick and tired of my voice by now. But you know what? Fuck them. I'm just kidding. Love all you guys. What's up, Instagram Live? How you guys doing? They're clapping. Yeah. Ah, shit, guys. Uh, I've been uh, realizing things about my life and how silly it was that I was in jail back in 2018 for the possession of marijuana. Yeah, and uh, you know how, like, where I'm from, the South, Texas. I love it. I love a lot of things about it, but it doesn't love me. It doesn't like any of the things I like, you know? First off, weed's illegal there. I, I went to jail for weed in Hemp Hill, Texas. If anybody does not get how funny that is, it, hemp is another word for weed, and uh, the town I got arrested in was Hemp Hill, and there was, like, a whole hill of it, apparently, at one point. Anyway, uh... And one thing that I had in that year was time to read. And in that jail I was in, they had Texas laws. They had the whole, like, all the Texas laws, like, in one handy-dandy book. And going through it, I found that Texas really doesn't like anything I like. Y'all know what sodomy is? Sodomy? It's butt-fucking. Fucking in the ass. Fucking dope. And uh, it's illegal in Texas. Sodomy is illegal in Texas. What the fuck? I know they don't enforce it. There's not like, uh, you know, you're not getting tickets for ass fucking. Or are you? You know, I actually want to imagine that there's like a, a police force of like lone rangers all throughout Texas, like getting anonymous tips sitting in van surveillance vans outside of people's ha houses going, I think they're fucking in the ass in there. Confirm it. Looks through the window. They're, they're fucking in the ass. Breach the door. <laughs> Y'all fucking in the ass in here! Dude's getting fucking strokes going. Tase him. <laughs> Fucks and tases him. Dude comes lightning fast. Now they just created a new problem. The only way that this guy can come now is having a police officer tase him. And uh, I just don't think that's fair. You know, like Lone Ranger just kicking indoors. You fucking in the ass in here! 
fucking on the ground. Sir, they were fucking in the ass with no lube. That's a felony. Uh, anybody in here own dildos? Yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. How many you own? One singular. Wow, must be a really good one, man. Uh, no, they have some really crazy dildos. You know, that it's probably one. It's like a multi-tool, is what it is. Probably like the uh, Swiss Army knife of dildos. Is that what? I'm just kidding. They they exist. But uh, you know, it's illegal to own more than five dildos in the state of Texas. Four is okay. Five's fine. Six, you're going to jail. I just want to imagine that same like team of Lone Rangers kicking indoors. Like you got dildos in here. Line them out. All right, that's five. Sir, this one has two sides. That's more than one dildo. It's over the limit. Then, you know, comes out of the bathroom with one that's, like, vibrating. He's like, sir, this one's vibrating. It has batteries. That's an assault dildo. Shoot it. <laughs> Fucking saving the world one dildo at a time. Um, guys, uh, words are important. And I like to think about, like, important words. And uh, one of the, the things I like to think about is, like, what are the three most important words, like, like powerful words that, a wo that your partner can say to you? Not the three most important, but the three most powerful words your partner could say to you. Right? Three words. No, it's not I love you. I promise. It's coming me. Whoever it is that says that to you, whether male, female, in between, whatever, you do it immediately. You just do it. And that's a powerful statement. All right, guys? And that's how we all got here today. And that's my time! Yay! Dakota Prize! Yay! Get me sandwich. I think those are the three most powerful words. Get me sandwich. Uh, your next comedian, so funny, so wonderful. He's going to be at Cobbs on August 13th. Clap your hands together for Spencer Devine. Just in case. For anyone who finds this note, just know that I tried my best, and every day is a st Oh, wait. No. <laughs> okay, so my friend asked me, my friend asked, we were smoking, and he was like, Spencer, if you could be any animal, what kind of animal would you be? And I thought about this. I was like, I would be a koala. And I'm like, because think about a koala's life. Think about it. What do they do? They spend 90% of their time sleeping, and then they wake up to eat some drugs, poop once a week, go back to bed. Fucking that's the life. That's fucking incredible. I might be a koala already, and I just didn't know it. Like, that's all the things I did. I might be a marsupial. Uh, not to be confused with someone who goes to the Olive Garden and funnels minestrone into their pockets. That's a more supial. Uh, and uh, not to be confused with the popular Swedish party game, uh, the floor is soup, y'all. Uh, all different. <laughs> 
And so my friend, I asked him, I'm like, hey, if you could be any animal, what kind of animal would you be? And he's like, I want to be a goat. And I'm like, what? A, a goat. It's like a sheep, but different. And I pissed at him because that's not the answer that I was looking for, but at the simultaneously is an accurate way to describe just about anything. You know, you could be like, hey, Jeff, what's a doily? Well, kind of like a sheep, but different. And he's, it's, it's a fucked way to say it, but he's not wrong. Uh, you know, uh, Jeff, what, are, what is manslaughter in the first degree? Well, it's kind of like a sheep, but different. Uh, kind of. Uh, Jeff, what are the American people? Well, they're kind of like sheep. Okay, so I was like, why? I didn't mean what is a, is a goat. I meant why. Why do you want to be a goat? And he's like, I want to eat tin cans. Did you know that octopi can fit through a keyhole? They solve simple puzzles. Did you know capybaras can hold their breath for a full five minutes? You thought of all the animals and all the skills they possessed. And you were like, tin cans. And so I was like, explain to me, Jeff, why tin cans? He's like, I don't own a can opener. Is that how simple it is, Jeff? It's just like, you were like, oh, man, I could spend 30 minutes and go to Home Depot and get one for five bucks. Or I could wait until I'm magically transformed into a goat and can take care of the cans on my terms. And this is like, that's the worst animal to magically transform into. Because you could, you could run up to a stranger and be like, hey, help me. My name is Jeff What's-His-Face, and I've been transformed into a goat by a witch. And the only way I can turn back into a human is if I s get accepted as myself by a stranger. And they'll be like, whoa, it totally screams like a human does. They, like, they don't. Like, I wonder if, if he uses that as an excuse in other parts of his life. Like, Jeff, why haven't you done your dishes? Well, when I'm a goat, I won't fucking need dishes. Can you imagine how exhausting it would be to be, like, the greatest goat of all time? The goat? And what if you're the, what if you have the greatest goatee of a goat of all time? The goat, you know, and what if you're a goat that gets impregnated by another goat? Then you're a zygote. What up? Okay, that's all my goat jokes for now. Uh, I have a good day. Yay! Goat jokes, also the most delicious of animals. Oh, yeah, that was they are. That goat, 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 goat is the best meat. I love it. Uh, Spencer Devine, love him too. Yay! Your next comedian, uh, he's an international comedian. I'm sure he's eaten goat. Put your hands together for Dan Guan. What's up? I have eaten goat. Goat's great. It's gamey a little bit as well. Kind of reminds me of camel, actually, um, which is another another big, big factoid. I, uh, yeah, I, I do travel a bit. I actually just recently, last week, I just came back from Morocco. You know? Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah. And Morocco is a really fascinating country. I especially love Morocco because Moroccans are very hospitable. But the one thing that caught my eye is that Moroccans are also very persistent, even in sheer ignorance. And I think it's also pretty funny as like being as the only Chinese guy I can see myself for miles. They just have no idea how to react when they see another Chinese person. Like I remember I was walking down like with one of the markets and one and people were just always just shouting at me, ni hao, ni hao, ni hao, ni hao. And I'm not the type of person to be scammed. One guy was so particularly persistent, all he ever kept doing was I'd come up to me and saying, ni hao, ni hao, ni hao, come to my shop. And when I ignored him, all he just said was, konnichiwa, 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 konnichiwa. One particular guy was, was so persistent, even after that fact, when I just said, ni hao, ni hao, ni hao, and I ignored him. He just said, namaste, 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 namaste. And I just responded back, hola, 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 hola. You know, it's just, which I think is like really odd because I feel like I can tell he's trying to relate to me, but it'd be like the weirdest thing for me to come up to someone that I can only think of the one thing about you. Like imagine if I just came to this country in America and I just said, guns, 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 guns. You know, pretty, pretty weird, pretty, pretty weird. Um... Traveling is uh traveling. I've been I've been traveling for a bit, and uh, I feel like I've I've stayed at some some really expensive places, some pretty cheap places. I think as someone who's 27, I think I'm getting too old for hostels, you know. Like, and if you guys have never stayed in a hostel, I'll paint you the picture. It's basically like we're saying that for twenty dollars a night, that you too can develop foot fungus and bed bugs with with a 40 year old man. It's very, it's a very very cozy spot. It's very fascinating, too, with hostels because in, in hostels I've stayed in, I've never met people who are, like, in their late 20s or 30s. It's always either people who just graduated from college or people who are, like, in their 40s and 50s. And there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, like, a very odd extreme because young people want to go at hostels to just be where the party's at, and old people want to be at hostels to be where young people are at. It's very, very – okay, cool. There was a little bit of an extreme there. All right, th I'll give up on that. I was still right on about that. Um – Let's see. Transitioning. I've uh, so some of you guys know this. Uh, I actually grew up in a, in an all white town, and uh, my parents we were always very concerned about the fact that whether or not I will have any other friends to relate to. And being as an immigrant family, they wanted to be with people that they can relate to as well. So growing up, my dad decided to put me in ESL classes. <laughs> and then when my dad asked me, "Hey, son, are you are you having are you having fun making friends?" I'm like, "No, because no one speaks fucking English here." You know, it's just very. Very, very difficult. Okay, cool. That would have been a little bit better. Um, let's see. Uh, people say that uh, that uh, I've read a report that Asian men are at the bottom of the dating totem pole. And uh, I can see how that could be through the years of racism. But I've noticed that actually it's not, it doesn't happen in the Bay Area. And that's progress. You know, that's big progress. Maybe too much progress. And, I, and here's why. Mostly because I remember one time I was at a bar. I was actually talking to this one person. I got her number. And right before I was, uh, I was able to actually text her and make a move, she, some other guy that's Asian just came in and then walked, walked away with her. Now, this is bizarre, right? And that's crazy. And I just remember uh, the next morning that when she, uh, when, I, when she texted me out of the blue and just said, hey, had a great time last night. Which I think is bizarre because now she just thinks I'm the other fucking guy. And I'm so angry that in the heat of rage, I just texted back, let's do this again tonight. So that's just what happened. Okay, cool. I've been Dan Guan. Bye. Dan Guan, everyone. Yay. Totem poles. Didn't know there were totem poles in China, too. That's fantastic. Uh, your next comedian. Clap your hands together for Raphael Wolfgang. Yay. 
Oh, I know. Oh, boo, boo. Fuck this guy. Yeah. Uh, how we doing, everybody? Boo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, damn. I just got booed by Lauren. That hurts. <laughs> damn. Lauren's so nice to everybody. She just booed me. Oh, no. <laughs> so, uh, okay. It was a woo. It was a woo. That's what, that's what we're going to tell me. Um. Anyway, uh, talking to a coworker uh, of mine the other day. Uh, he's he's kind of weird, you know what I mean. I work in Texas. He's he's kind of he's kind of weird. He's a huge conspiracy theorist. It's really bizarre. He's one. Of, he's always like spouting his conspiracies to me. You know, like he he. I was on a Zoom call with him the other day, and he was like, "Hey, did you know that? Did you know mermaids are real?" I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, "I swear to God, it's real. It's not a conspiracy. Look at it. They always like to say it's not a conspiracy. You know, what I, mean? I swear it's not a conspiracy. It's on the internet. You just got to go read it." I was like, "Dude, I don't know what you're talking about." He's like, "Well, statistically." You know, it's got to be true. I was like, what do you mean? He's like, well, you know, with like with how big the ocean is, how big the world is, and with how many people masturbate into the toilet, don't you think we would have at least one mermaid by now? I was like, damn, that was a pretty good argument. My God. Yeah, dude, that was pretty convincing. (laughs) I mean, just me alone, there's got to be at least one. Okay. (laughs) Okay. Okay. Uh, so I was watching a, uh, I was watching one of those like space TV shows the other day, like you know, Cosmos with Neil deGrasse Tyson, that type of thing. It was really cool. I love those shows. Uh, and I was watching it the other day, and then Stephen Hawking showed up. And I was like, holy shit, dude, Stephen Hawking! I forgot about Stephen Hawking. Isn't that crazy? We were l- alive at the same time as Stephen Hawking. I forgot he was a real person for a second. I was like, am I watching Star Trek? What the fuck is this? Is this a Star Trek character? What's going on? It's really cool. He, like he, he is really cool that we got to live at the same time. He's a really, really brilliant, you know, scientist and everything. He's so smart. Like he's just this really smart, brilliant scientist. You know, brilliant physicist. I think he would have been way less charming if he wasn't crippled, though. You know what I mean? Like I think it was really cool. I think that like added to the mystique and everything. Like, like here's the thing about paralysis. A lot of people don't know this about paralysis. Here's the thing about paralysis. It cures autism. Did you guys know that? Did you guys know that it cures autism? You can't be autistic if you have paralysis. Did you guys know that? You can't be bad in social situations if you can't talk, <laughs> right? <laughs> like he was completely paralyzed. He couldn't even make a facial expression. If he wasn't paralyzed, he also couldn't have made a facial expression, probably. You know, um, I think that's why smart people are awkward. By the way, like really, really smart people are—they're not out partying and shit. But it, I think it's the other way around. I think awkward people are smart. Lonely people are smart, right? Because they don't get distracted everything right i think it's i think it's the other way around i think you know you know if you're if you're not hanging out you're like fuck i gotta build myself a friend shit i gotta <laughs> gotta invent some shit i don't know um it's a new joke it's not quite worked out yet um let's see let's see uh so uh i like a little uh i like a little lemon in my water you guys like lemon in your water yeah i'm a big fan of lemon in the water i like i like a uh, lemony water i don't like too much though because i don't like watery lemonade isn't that weird Mm. Thought-provoking, isn't it? <laughs> Not funny at all. Yeah, I don't really have much else. You guys have been awesome. Give it up for your host, everybody. Ooh. Hot takes on lemonade from Raphael Wolfgang. Hot, hot takes on lemonade. Getting hotter out, people might be. You have a lemon tree. I'm into it. We'll write a conspiracy theory about lemons. Your next comedian, uh, get your lemons out uh, so you can squeeze them because uh, he's Paul the Grill Master Robertson. Yay! 
Hello, hello, hello. All right. Uh, <laughs> I'm having so much fun. So, yeah, I, I have a friend who uh, he has a gray hair. He found a gray hair on his head. He's getting older. It's not art, that's for sure. That's for fucking sure. You ever notice art looks like an emoji? No, just kidding. <laughs> you got to use it, art, bro. I'm telling you, it's fucking... Anyway, sorry, I'm ruining everybody's life. Okay, so anyway, the gray hair, you know he's got to pull it out. He's got to pull it out right away. Once one white hair stands to stays up there too long, it starts to gentrify the head. All those other white hairs start coming in. And uh, they start killing all the black hairs. Uh, yep, this premise is great. Anyway, I had a friend who uh, left his uh, white hair up there too long, and then he just only had white hairs left, and he woke up one day, there's fucking Whole Foods on his head, bro. Like, so, watch out. Watch out. Um, anybody here in love? You can clap if you're in love. That's great. A room full of losers. Okay, it's exactly what I'd expect from uh, open mic. I'm not in love either, so it's fine. I'm a loser, just like you losers. And, uh, yeah, I'm on the apps. Anybody here on the apps? You can clap if you're on the apps. Okay, big losers. Anyway, you know what's popular on the apps these days? You know what's popular on the apps, Jack? You don't know. You're in love on you got girlfriend and everything. You thought you are a cop or something. Anyway, Good work yesterday, by the way. Saw the punchline. Anyway, here's what's popular, the apps. E-N-M. Do you guys know E-N-M? Stands for ethical non-monogamy, which is, I mean, you can't sell that to me. I'm in real estate. Like, I know a timeshare when I hear one, you know? Thank you. That's like, ah, uh, what was that? It's a weird noise. I've never heard that noise in my life. Ah, uh, it was not quite a groan. It was not, definitely not a laugh. Uh, yeah, he landed but broke his ankle kind of thing. So, okay, great. What else is going on? I don't fucking know. How much time do we have up here? That means, you know when people ask that is when they're struggling. <laughs> yeah, when they're sweating bullets. And they need to change their undies. That's when they ask that. They ask that, you know. I have uh, friends who, you know, really value their lives, which is healthy. That's healthy. What do you think happens, like, you know, if we were all to die right now, what do you think would happen? Eh, not much. Your friends would cry. And then what? That'd be it. And then your friends who, uh, they want to meet their loved ones in heaven. And uh, here's how I think that would go. First of all, I'd be like, oh, man, it's so great to see you. It's been so long. Ah, you fucking married Becky? Ah. What's wrong with you? Oh, you died in an open mic? Ew. What'd you do with your life? All right, I'm done. I'll peace out. See you guys later. Bye. Oh, Robertson, everyone. All right. You know, he's he comes out and he tries. He just keeps at it. And that's, well, you know, we can all tell each other they did great or, you know, and then no one will know when they're good or, you know, you can let you feel it. Uh, your next comedian, she doesn't ever know what it's like to not do good. She's amazing. And uh, no, she's incredible and so funny and such a good writer and, and works so hard. 
I love her so much. Put your hands together for Lauren Kraut. Yay! Thank you, Pam. I'm going to, I'm going to. Okay. Um, we can have much. We want to have much, but not too much, because that would be too much. Too much, much. And if we had too much, much, where would we put it all? What is the right amount of much? Is it a little much? That's a bit too much. No, that's, that is too much. And that, that's a tad too much. And this over here, this is a touch much. All right, we're working on that one. That's a, is it, it's like nothing, nothing, just stairs. For those in the listening audience, it's just stairs here. In the <laughs> I was talking to my therapist about uh, making a reference to Shawshank Redemption. You know the movie Shawshank Redemption? And she, she put her hand, we're on, online, of course. So she put her hand up over her mouth, and I'm like, what, thinking, what? And she says, wait, I have to stop you right there. She goes, I haven't seen it. I'm like, Shawshank Redemption is like one of my favorite movies. I've seen it a trillion times. You haven't seen it a bunch of times? It's got Morgan Freeman and, and Tim Robbins and um, um, Morgan Freeman, and I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I'm looking for a new therapist. So, no, I'm kidding. I love my therapist. I'm, I'm kidding. Do you know how hard it is to get things done when you're a lazy piece of shit? When you're a lazy... <laughs> Spencer knows. When you're a lazy piece of shit, you don't like to move. Moving is an effort, and effort is bad. When you're a lazy piece of shit, there are rules. It's not all fun and games, unicorns and rainbows kind of shit. There are rules. It's not, um, for instance, to have to be a reliable lazy piece of shit, you must consistently arrive late to wherever you're going. And that takes planning. There's also another rule that states to even qualify to be a lazy piece of shit, you must lie around at least three quarters of your day. That's 16 hours. That also takes planning. I don't know how people come up with this stuff. All right, that sucks. We're going on. Here's another one. I have written this down in my notebook, and I found it today, and I was like, okay, well, I'll just say it. Awful. Worse than awful, terrible, fuck. <laughs> I wrote that down. I don't know what that is, but I love it. Then there's um, people say, for sure, not sure, a sure thing, and the killer of all ones, sure, sure. My other one was, um, who was the first guy who said, that's going to be delicious, and he was looking at a bag of roasted peanuts? And somebody else said, yeah, but just a little bit of salt. Who was the first guy who said, let's eat roasted peanuts? I don't know. That's a, um, so I was thinking of this on the bus. Uh, societal, societal norms, hard to say, and expectations. When you get on the bus, there are norms of how you respond to someone. You don't 
say hi to some people because they have a look that they don't want to be said hi to. Go ahead. And there's norms about how you uh, how you you talk to people if you're going to say thank you to the bus driver or whatever, back door or whatever. Um, I don't know. I don't know where we're going with that one. But uh, I'll leave you with this thing. One, um, do you ever think, what if I'm important? Thank you. Lord crowd, everyone, asking the important questions. How much is too much? Uh, I often think the same thing about artichokes. Who was the first guy that was like, yeah, let's eat this thing, right? An artichoke, yeah, exactly, an artichoke. It's a fucking spiky flower. Like, who? Yeah, but how did they figure it out? Like, I'm going to boil this for an hour and what? It's, it's mind-blowing to me how they figured that out. All right. How cooking that's is invented a, that's an impossible. mind-blowing. Yes. Yeah. Uh, your next comedian, clap your hands together for Denise Lee. Uh, I, I, I make a lot of dumb jokes, and I wish I was one of those comedians who could make smart political jokes. Uh, the problem is I don't have that many political opinions. Like in elementary school, we all had to do a report on our favorite former president, and I just chose Abraham Lincoln because I thought he was the hottest one. Like, like he's not that hot, but he's 6'4", so I was like, oh, I could wear heels with him, you know. Someone was like, Abraham Lincoln was a loser. He wasn't even a founding father. And I was like, yeah, he was a founding daddy, you know. <laughs> so stupid. <laughs> Uh, and and as an adult, like the very few political opinions I have, people don't like them. Like recently at work, we had to play one of those icebreaker games where they ask you a question, and the question they asked me was, "Which former president would you have over dinner?" And I panicked and I said, "Donald Trump." Like I don't agree with Donald Trump's policies, but I'd have him over for dinner because he doesn't look like a picky eater. Okay. Like, can we all agree that Donald Trump has zero dietary restrictions, like, for sure? You know? I don't want to have Obama over for dinner. He was pretty cool, but he looks way too healthy, and I don't think he would like my cooking very much. You know, like, I read an expose where it said Obama's favorite snacks are bottled water and mixed nuts. That is not a snack. That is a last resort. Uh, okay, let's see. Um, I have I have long hair. I have long black hair, and in middle school, boys used to tease me for it. They used to call me the girl from the Grudge movie. <laughs> they would see me walking down the hall, and they'd be like, run away. The girl from the Grudge is going to curse you. Um, but it's okay, because like as an adult now, I've forgiven them, because like we're friends on Facebook, and every single one of them is going bald now. And I'm like, that's my work. <laughs> I have a friend who likes to wear lacy underwear to feel good about herself. She's like, I like lacy underwear. It makes me feel nice. And I admire that because I've never put on lacy underwear, which is just underwear with a million holes and been like, this feels nice. Yeah. Like, like usually I like my underwear to feel supportive. Like I feel best when I'm wearing underwear that has descriptions like a breathable material or like 100% cotton. Okay. <laughs> um, let's see. Okay. Uh, here, here's a thought I had. 
I, I think Gen Z kids are spoiled because they've never had to eat seeds w or watermelon with seeds. No? Okay, it doesn't resonate. Okay. Uh, a farmer's market <laughs> is a place where you go pay extra to get produce that's dirty. Um, all right. Okay, let's see. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll end on this. Uh, I, I'm an Asian woman doing my best to keep up with cultural traditions. So I've been dating a lot of white men. Uh, and the really special thing about white men is nothing. Uh, but, but I really like their moms. Because, like, white moms give me stuff I've never had as a kid, like uh, Christmas presents and uh, parental approval. It's really nice. Um, the first time my ex's mom met me, she thought I was so polite. She was like, you Asians are so polite. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, of course, Asians are polite <laughs> to your face. Okay, that's all. Thank you. <laughs> Denise Lee. You shouldn't take too much offense that they called you the ring girl because originally that was a j movie in Japanese called the Ringu. So, or you could take more offense to it because you're Chinese, right? So it might even be more offensive that they called you the ring girl because it was a Japanese movie. I'm sorry, is that too deep of a cut? It's really good in Japanese. It's a really good movie. <laughs> it's, it was, the Americans take everything and make it bad. Um, but it really was good. I will put, put that in in a second. Your next comedian Thanks for being here. Put your hands together for Who Nature I had nowhere else to be on a Monday. Um, I think the silver lining to the economy being bad is I have an excuse for things now. Like uh, the other day, my friend was like, we're going to take uh, Katie out to brunch to celebrate her promotion. I was like, not in this economy. I can't afford that. Um, my girlfriend wanted to move forward in our relationship. She's like, we should take the next big step. We should move in together. And I was like, in this economy? Uh, yeah, I guess that makes sense. That's the, the right move. Um, I looked it up. When the economy is doing really well, you know who else is doing really well? Divorce lawyers. Turns out when the economy is doing well, people don't want to put up with bullshit they don't have to. They're just like, I'm not dealing with this bullshit anymore. Not in this economy. I have better options out there. Um, I used to work as an assistant at a vet's office. And one day, a guy brought in, I'm not going to violate, I don't think HIPAA applies to pet, pets, so I'm going to go ahead. Um, he brought in a parrot that was feeling sick. Um, so we took the parrot back, ran some tests. Parrot came back for arsenic poisoning, which is a weird thing for a parrot to have. I don't know if you know anything about parrot health. Um, but... So we kept him overnight. Two days later, he shows up with a second parrot. And this parrot is also sick. And I was like, we ran the test. Um, second parrot came back, arsenic poisoning. So being customer service, you know people are generally not the brightest. So my first question was, are you feeding this parrot arsenic? And he said, no, I wouldn't know where to get that. I was like, OK. Um, turns out. This guy has a rock statue in his house, and the parrots had been nibbling at it. And the rock statue had arsenic in it. So first case of a guy killing two birds with one stone. Oh. Ah. <laughs> a lot of buildup for not a lot of payoff. <laughs> um, I was at a drive-thru. Um, at a restaurant chain known for their sauces. And I pulled up, I was like, hey, can I get a chicken sandwich and some extra packets of sauce? And they're like, sure, paid. But then they're like, 
something wrong with your order. Can you pull over to the side? So I pulled over to the side, waited 10 minutes, and they came out and they're like, so bad news, we can't give you 32 ounces of sauce. I was like, I didn't ask for 32 ounces of sauce. I asked for a couple of packets. What's going on at this chain where someone can ask for 32 ounces and they don't blink an eye? They're just like, yeah, that sounds normal. They didn't charge for it either. I was just like, what? Anyway, I was in Sacramento. I just assume it's generally a bigger population there. So, um, I don't believe in karma, and I don't know what's worse, not believing in karma or being weird about it. Uh, I had a cousin who got into a motorcycle accident, broke a bunch of bones in his body, and I don't know what's worse for me to go up to his hospital bed and be like, well, you drive a motorcycle, statistically bound to happen, or me going up and being like, hey, remember when we were 10 and you pushed me off my bike? Well... <laughs> Karma. Um, I lost my virginity pretty late in life. Um, <laughs> it's okay. That's that might be the right reaction. The thing is, like, losing it that late in life changes the experience. Cause, like, it's like if all your friends have gone to a place five years before you, and they tell you how great it is for five years, and then you get there, and you're like, this was a lot of hype, and it didn't really pay off. The best way I can equate it is like the first time I went to Pakistan. It's like I got off the plane, I was like, this is nothing like the movies. And the smell is not something I was prepared for. And there's a lot of begging going on, and, you know, I've already given you everything. There's nothing left. I should have booked a guided tour. All right, thank you. I have a question for you. Did you mean it's a large population because they're fat out there? Oh, okay, I get it. Thanks. Just take a just take a pause after it, because I think that it might have gone over people said I was like, oh, you meant it large. You just kind of slid over it too much. But yeah, if you gave what it went over your head, yeah, that's what I thought too. I thought that you, because you just kind of you just you just kind of obliquely hit it. Give it a give it a give it a breath. Uh, after, uh, put your hands together for your next comedian, Brett Jennings. <laughs> guys just won't tell her right cool I mean she, you know she doesn't want to know uh okay do you guys know Ashley Monique she's uh Afro-Latina she's very curvy if for those of you who don't okay uh yeah so anyway <laughs> uh I was trying to write jokes about uh she's dating uh Connor Lonsdale another comic and he has a mullet so I was <laughs> I, I just know these are bad. I'm sorry. Okay. Um, uh, Ashley. Okay. Okay. Uh, Ashley uh, has a huge ass. Uh, it's a medical mirror. Oh, wait. No, that's not how it goes. Okay. Ashley's body is. <laughs> I didn't know I was next. Uh, Ashley is a medical body is a medical miracle. She has a huge ass and no spine. Very nice. Okay. We don't love that. Uh. She's, <laughs> I just, I don't have anything. I'm so sorry. <laughs> but that's, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Ashley's boyfriend uh, obviously has a mullet because he likes a party in the back. Okay, well, uh, yeah, that's, there's something there. Uh, 
Uh, Ashley's father left her at a young age, uh, but she's so polite she apologized to him. Okay. Uh, yeah, that's all I have. Uh, let's see if there's... <laughs> Will they work? I don't think so. But there's something there. Like, there's something that's going to come together last minute. Um, cool. Uh, I was watching Jersey Shore... And there's this one girl on Jersey Shore uh, who keeps cheating on her boyfriend. And her boyfriend keeps catching her, and he'll call her, and he, he's like, hey, uh, you cheated on me. And, yeah. And, uh, and then she's like, but you don't understand. Like, it was a group thing. Or, like, all of her excuses are very funny to me. They're like, it was a dance battle. I had to. And, uh, yeah, that's not funny, but it's interesting to me. <laughs> Cool, cool. Yeah. Uh. Let's see. Yeah, that's all. Uh, that's all I had. I'm, I I didn't write anything. I'm sorry. <laughs> Roast jokes are tough. If you guys, if you guys have any suggestions? Let me know. Good thing you're pretty. Uh, that's gonna work out for you. Good luck. That's gonna. Ooh, it's gonna be a good time. Put your hands together for your next comedian, everybody. Art Galustian. All right. Hey, let's give it up for Monday, guys. It's Monday. Yay. We are here. You don't like Mondays, huh? You do not. Or you don't like me. I don't know. Um. Okay, thank you. I needed that validation. I've been getting picked on today. Uh, all right, guys. Uh, did you guys have you seen have you guys seen the Bay Bridge lately? Like, half the lights are out. It looks janky as fuck. Uh, a legend has it that a light goes out every time somebody in San Francisco overdoses on fentanyl. So by the end of this set, we're gonna have no lights left on the Bay Bridge. Kind of cool though. It's kind of like shooting stars. Uh, but instead of a star turning into stardust, it's a crackhead turning into crack dust. More crackhead jokes. Okay, that's what you guys want. Um, I was on uh, 6th and Market, and I saw this Tesla there. And on top of it, it was a crackhead sitting there smoking crack. And I had to take a picture for two reasons. Because one, it's very representative of San Francisco, right? We either have, like, rich, techy assholes in Teslas, or we have, you know, crazy homeless people. And two, it was my fucking Tesla, okay? It's like, dude, get off. Uh, <laughs> I think SF is kind of weird, though, because it's, like, inclusive of almost everyone, you know? If I was to come out as gay, people would probably be like, Art, don't worry. We're here to support you. But if I was to come out as, like, a Joe Rogan fan, people would probably be like, Art, don't worry. I won't tell anybody. No, not funny. Okay. Uh... What else do we want to talk about? Uh, I do work in tech, but I hate tech companies. I really do. Because they do all types of real fucked up shit, right? But at the same time, they try to appear progressive. You know, you take Apple, for example. Apple used to use child labor in Asia to make their iPhones. But now they're like, look how progressive we are because you get to pick your skin tone on your iPhone because representation. I think that's stupid, you know? Because I liked it better when all the emojis were just yellow. Because at least that way, we're all the same color as the kids who made those iPhones. I thought that I thought that was a little bit better. 
people generally don't like when I make that joke. They tell me you either have to be Asian or racist to make that joke. And they look at me and they assume that I am racist. But here's a lesson on assumptions, Spencer. I actually did my 23andMe recently. And it turns out that somehow I'm actually 27%. Like my grandma, as I'm explaining to do, I'm 27% racist. So sometimes, sometimes those assumptions are correct. What's up? How you doing? I just finished talking about racism. You missed it. I know. I do it for you. Um, I, uh, anybody a Warriors fan here? Yeah? Do you guys know why the Warriors uh, left Oakland? No. No, it's because they couldn't compete with Oakland shooting records. Okay, I'll end on that. Thank you. Bye. Yay, Art. That's a really good joke. Charlie, thank you so much for your patience and your amazing and I love you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Hey, Art, there's one little problem with your emoji joke. It used to work and it doesn't work because you need to put the word emoji again. You keep saying the iPhone, the color, and you're not saying emojis inside the iPhone. You just have to make sure you... So, yeah, so just you got to put the word emoji in before instead of emojis on your iPhone because if you plant that word emoji, when you haven't been planning, you did this on Saturday too. You didn't plant the word emoji and you skipped, and then at the end, we get the thing, but we didn't understand that's where you were going. Like, you just didn't give us the path. You're welcome. I listened to you. <laughs> I listened. Uh, your next comedian, put your hands together for Jack Ferguson. Hell yeah, hello everyone. Good to see you, good to be here back on the fertile grounds of Mutiny Radio. Um, I, only, I only believe that there are two genders. Male and non-binary. Because if you're not a guy, to me, you're queer. Go dudes. <laughs> you guys don't understand comedy. That's genius. Uh, I, uh, I, I, one of my favorite conspiracy theories is that Stephen Hawking is not actually a genius. He's just a paralyzed man being controlled by the CIA in order to prove that space, or to make everyone think space is real. I think that's an amazing conspiracy theory because Stephen Hawking got a divorce, which means that if he was just a paralyzed man being controlled by the CIA, the CIA was like, all right, we gotta give this guy's backstory some color. We gotta give him, <laughs> we gotta put him through a divorce. And uh, just the existential darkness of a paralyzed man getting divorced from the woman he loved and not being able to do anything about it. That's, those are sort of the little details that I, I think that these conspiracy theorists are the true writers of our day. Um, cool, good, wonderful. I, uh, when I was little, I, I did a book report on euthanasia. Um, when I was in sixth grade, they, just, they said we could do a book report on anything. And so I just went to the library and I picked out a book just randomly, and it ended up being a book on Dr. Kevorkian. Does anybody know who Dr. Kevorkian is? Yeah, he's uh, the original euthanasia doctor. And I was in sixth grade, so we presented these, these reports in front of the class, in front of our parents came. And this girl went up ahead of me, and she was doing a report on Earth Day. She was like, oh, and that's why we need to plant trees and be good to the environment. 
And then I went up and I was like, on January 7th, 1992, Canadian doctor, Dr. Kevorkian, killed 200 seniors. (laughs) He pulled the plug on him. And my parents put me in a special class after that. Um, I think that, uh, oh, I have bad credit. I have bad credit because I thought I found a loophole in the system when I was younger, which was that I opened a bank account and then I spent a bunch of money and then I canceled that bank account. <laughs> and I was like, I can't believe nobody thought of this, you know? This is, I, and it, for a year it seemed like it was fine. And then they start calling you. They're like, Mr. Ferguson, you owe $3,000 to Wells Fargo. And I'd be like, I know. And they'd be like, well, can you, will you pay it back? And I'd be like, are you asking? Like, do I have the option not to? And it's the funny thing is they, they're just, they just call you and ask you to do it. Like, that's the foundation of the American economic system is just them being like, will you please pay the money that you owe? And you could just hang up. And the funny thing, too, is that if you f- go long enough without paying, Spencer knows this, if you go long enough without paying, you, they'll start trying to negotiate with you. They'll be like, well, what if you just give us 1500 <laughs> You know, they try to, because they, they know you're not going to pay them back. So they're like, well, if you just give us half, we'll call it even, you know? And I feel like most people, they just, I mean, the truth is now I can't rent an apartment. But, like, otherwise there are very few downsides to it. Um, have you guys gotten, mu- have you seen the mushroom churches that exist now? It's funny, they have mushroom churches, you know, I took them, I went to there, I, I got some mushrooms and I took them. It's crazy to take mushrooms that make you think being gay is a sin, because um, it comes from a church. All right, cool. Uh, last joke, last joke. I, um, I like the NFL draft. The NFL draft is funny because these 21-year-old kids get drafted. They walk up on stage and sometimes the audience will boo if they don't like the pick. Can you imagine if that happened when you got your first job? You know, you get a job at Subway, and then a thousand drunk New Yorkers are just like, boo, he doesn't deserve to work at Subway. You know, if that happened to me, I'd be like, fuck this, I'm going to Quiznos. All right, give it up for me, I'm going to Disneyland. Jack Ferguson, yay, all kinds of conspiracy issues today. Four comics left. Don't get comedy pneumonia yet, just yet. Your next comedian, it's her first time here at Mutiny Radio. Clap your hands together for Melissa. Hi, Mutiny Radio. Hi. So I'm single. Most of my friends are married. And I'm at the age where they're not just having kids, they're having their second kids. And like, I don't even get second dates. Like, that's how behind I am. Um, that's not true, though. There is one guy that we've been dating for a little bit. One of our early dates, we had to plan a couple weeks ahead just because of schedules. And um, we were like, all right, we're going to go out Friday. We're going to have dinner. And the next weekend, he was like, hey, Melissa, I just want to confirm that Friday still works. Yes. He texted me that Monday that Wednesday and that Friday morning to confirm that we were going out Friday night. And then he texted me to let me know he was on his way. I was like, this man is over communicating with me and that is so hot. I'm like super into it. I just think he gets it so he could get it. You know what I mean? 
Um, I think I like it because it's big D energy. It's big dad energy. Because today's the Friday, see tonight I'm on my way. As tomorrow's, I'll get the kids from school. I'm on the way to school. I got the kids, you know? He could be my baby daddy. I recently went on a trip to Hawaii with my mom. It was a once-in-a-lifetime trip um, because I will not be traveling with my mother again. She flew from Minnesota all the way to Hawaii to order a chicken sandwich and send it back three times, thrice. Who's the fussy baby now, Mom? Huh. <laughs> um, my friend is freaking out because she, she just found out her coworker was a convicted sex offender for sex with a minor. And I was like, Sarah, I mean, you don't know the details. Like, it's just not your place to worry about him. You're 40. Like, he's not interested in you. It's fine. Thanks for the giggle. You want to hear an abortion joke? Always, yeah. So some of our states have very restrictive abortion laws that really get in the way of pregnant women getting the health care that they need, like an abortion. Like So the states that have these laws are having rising maternal mortality rates. Like women are dying. <laughs> That's a really funny sound effect. <laughs> that was really good timing. That's the whole joke, was just timing it perfectly for the heart. Okay, so women are dying. It's awful, but if there's a silver lining, it's like, at least when a pregnant woman dies, she doesn't die alone, you know? It's true. Um, you think... In those cases, the funeral home like charges for two services or one? Or is it like a buy one, get one? I'll end on that. Thank you. Baby caskets. Yay. Hey, if you don't want to travel with your mom, I'll travel with her if she pays. <laughs> I don't give a shit. You're like, don't do it. Uh, three comics left. Put your hands together for the next one, everybody. It's it's not, or I guess it could be Joe. Uh, we'll have you be last, Harvey. Harvey was just late. We just skipped you, that's all. Put your hands together for Joe Conyu. Dan, thanks for reminding me of your name. Dan, I, uh, it's nice to meet you again, Dan. Uh, could you remind me of a couple of my jokes, please? <laughs> I see we're already friends on Facebook. Did, did we have a thing? I don't remember. No. <laughs> I am lonely. I am lonely. Hey, thanks for holding my camera, Dan. Uh, I am I'll be honest. I am lonely. I'm, there's only one good, there's only one thing standing between me and a good woman, and that's this right here. It's standing between me and a good woman. I would get closer, but this is in the way. I look like a Krispy Kreme donut. If donuts could eat other donuts. Yeah. I mean, if you were getting ready to go on a date and you had to look at this in the mirror, would you even brush your teeth? I don't know. Me, I'm not getting lucky. 
I love Chinese food. Love Chinese food. Eat a couple of times a week. Last night, I'm coming home, picked up, you know, four entrees, you know, the big stack. And uh, just like I always have, four entrees. And, uh, you know, I open the bag. I'm home in the dark. Open the bag. And there's four forks on top. Four forks. Started feeling bad. I was thinking those guys in the kitchen probably think this is a meal for a whole family. They could probably feel their whole family. It's just for me. I'm eating four four entrees. Feeling really bad. I felt bad, but I still ate them anyway. I ate them. I ate my way to the bottom. And then at the bottom of the bag, I found a bib. Just one bib, not four bibs. One bib, and I realized they're making fun of me. And it wasn't one of those fancy bibs like you get from Red Lobster. It's one of those paper, cheap paper ones that you got to rip the head hole yourself. I got it with me right here. Got it with me right here. One of those. And then I realized they're making fun of me. Those foreigners in the kitchen are making fun of me. I don't know where they're from. They're from foreign countries. I can't. They're all people with color, you know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know where they're from. They don't speak English very good. They're damn bad at English. But I'll have them know that the reason there's so many good Chinese restaurants in this country is because of old, fat, white people eating all that Chinese food. I take credit for that. So I am looking for a relationship. I'm wondering if there's a slim lady out there who would like to be big boned. What I'm asking is, would you like some weight on you? That's what I'm asking. Would you like some weight on you? I bet you could really make me get off. Like, get off, get off, get off. I just want to get grandfathered in. That is a joke about my age. I won't tell how old I am, but I was born before duct tape was invented. We just used to spit on stuff and hope it stuck together. I was also born before sex lube was invented. We just used to spit on stuff and hope for the best. Now we know tears make the best sex lube. Right, Art? That's right, Art. <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm Joe Kanyu from Sacramento. Thanks for letting me up here tonight. I'm very embarrassed. Thank you, Dan. Joe Kanyu, yay. Thanks, Dan, for, for filming it. And we got two comics left. Almost done. Hang in there. Uh, your next comedian, he's a really funny young man. Uh, put your hands together for Harvey Walsh Avon. Um, I thought I was going last. I wasn't prepared. Oh, I gotcha. All right. I don't really have material today. I'm just kind of mad at my dad. Um, I was at my dad's house uh, the other week. The black dad, you guys have heard of him, you know. Not to be confused with my other dad. Wouldn't that be crazy if I was doing, like, very racially charged humor and I'm not biologically related to my dad. That would be, that would be a, a risk. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I was at my dad's house and we were playing poker. And this is the first time I played poker with my dad. 
um, he was told, he told us a little story from when we were little, okay? He said when we were little, money was tight. So we used to play poker at work, sort of uh, make ends meet. Very sweet story. Here's the thing. I've played poker with the guy. He's not that good, okay? <laughs> I distinctly remember a time when my dad took my piggy bank so we could buy a home security system. Use the poker money, man. Take that out of the budget. Um, no, I was eight, so it was unlikely I'd remember. What else I got here? Um, and that's about it. So I got a stain on my pants. <laughs> uh, it's not pee. It's not pee. I was eating... Uh, a bunch of chocolate bars, and I didn't uh, like take my usual safety precaution. Uh, didn't lay out a towel, take my pants off. Were they full sized? They were fun size, Spencer. No, um, I eat a bunch of I eat a lot of chocolate bars because I'm sober. Uh, so I need a hit somewhere. <laughs> Got to get it from somewhere, right? I'm off the butterfinger right now. Uh, Eat a bunch of chocolate bars. No, it's fine. It's great. I'm sort of like mid-relapse right now. but I'll grab a Snickers on my way home. Um, took the bus today. One of the reasons I'm late. Uh, decided to pay for the bus today. Compass card. Uh, here's the thing. Buses, Muni, BART, whatever the hell. If you want me to pay for your service, uh, let me pay for your service. I nearly fell three times trying to tap my card on the fucking pin pad. I'm never paying again. I've never run into any consequence, and it's very inconvenient for me to pay. What else we got here? Um, okay, so we're still working on this one. Y'all, when y'all were little, did you ever get threatened with, like, mild pedophilia? I promise you have. I'm not the only one. When I was little, I used to wander off a lot. And so my parents would tell me, hey, if you keep wandering off, we're just going to go home and leave you here. Anyone else ever hear that? Please, someone <laughs> agree? Uh, as a kid, I was like, man, I'll stick with mom and dad because I hate meeting strangers. But like, as an adult, I realized that like, those strangers really want to meet me. Uh, <laughs> I think that's all I got, you guys. Appreciate it. Harvey, you had so much energy today. It was so unusual. Oh. Do, you, are, do you have like a thick, do you have like a real New York accent? It's no, the, you sounded really, you're just like, hey, I never played with this guy. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, it's Rodney Dangerfield? Like crazy. It was, it was, it was, I love the material. The jokes are very fun. You have a fun, fun new, fun new um, attitude. You, I, I've never seen you with that much energy before, so. I don't know. Maybe the sobriety's working. Yeah, lots or maybe of, you're just lots fucking of, with us all. I don't know. Lots of smiling, too. Lots the of smiling, smiling is nice. I know. He's in a good mood. He must have gotten laid. Uh, I'm ah. sorry. That wasn't appropriate of me to say. I'm your, I'm your last comic, so yay me. Yay! Well, that's exciting. Uh, yay. Hi. Oh, you all stayed. That's so nice. Thank you for doing that. That's great. 
Um, I, w- I mean, I have just my new my new stuff that doesn't work yet. My, I'm very lonely. I haven't uh, been with anybody since January, and I was never a porn watcher. I've never really watched porn. I didn't with my my ex husband was black. Not that's why it's that's not why he didn't. He he was the first guy I ever had sex with, my husband, and so that was the first dick that I and I'd go to parties and they'd be like oh your husband's black he has a huge dick doesn't he I'd be like oh yeah his dick's so big ah you know and and then I I left him and I slept with my first white guy and I was like wow your dick is enormous and he said six inches is pretty standard really and I was like oh perspective that's why he didn't let me watch porn the whole time I thought that we didn't watch porn because I didn't want to be compared to the women with the huge tits but he didn't want to be compared to the guys with the huge dicks it's fine I don't understand why everybody's so into fucking size anyways because all sizes matter I don't know if you guys know that clits are tiny dicks in utero dicks and clits are the same thing until 18 weeks exactly the same so all those oh my dick's big my dick's huge I have the smallest dick of all and I bet it's better than all (laughs) y'all's so it's Okay, so I wasn't able to watch porn, and not that I wasn't able, I just wasn't, it wasn't our thing, we didn't do it. So I got so lonely after January that I was like, I'm going to start doing this, and I was like, oh, it's so easy now, you just get up on the Pornhub, and you look up the things, and you find the things you like, and that's fine. And then all of a sudden, my email box is got weird shit in it, and then there's like, and I'm like, what's happening? Eh. And then this guy sends me an email from Russia, and he says, hey, my name is Boris, and I have been watching what you have been watching. I own your computer now. I own everything of you. I see you, everything. I know what you are watching. I know I have a picture of you happily masturbating next to these things, and I'm going to send them out to everyone in your entire email, everything, your parents, your grandma, your old teacher, Miss Palmieri from fourth grade. Everyone's going to know what you masturbate to. So, Boris, he said, unless unless you give me 213 Bitcoin, which is like $26,000. So I was like, so now my Chromebook is just a book. It just sits on my, I haven't plugged it in since. It's totally diseased. There's nothing I can do about it. And I have to get ahead of Boris. And I have to tell you all what porn I was watching so that he can't blackmail it. Because, so I'm just gonna, does anybody have any guesses what I might be watching that, you guys, I, I, no one watches, you don't have, Lauren doesn't watch porn either. So, uh, any guesses? What do you like? Okay, he says, oh boy. All right, then we won't get into that. So what I like to watch is I like to watch women with strap-ons, um, fucking guys. But the most exciting part is the consent at the beginning. I find that the hottest part of all. He's like, yes, please do this to me. And I'm like, yeah. And then the other stuff I like to watch is um, skinny gay twinks in, like, orgies. And the reason I like to watch these two types of porn is that everyone's having a good time. It's the only porn you can find where everyone's having a good time. Nobody's doing it because they don't have enough rent. Nobody's on heroin. Nobody's being coerced in some gross way. They all want to be there. And that's what I think is the hottest thing of all about that. Anyways, I am so lonely, and it harkens back to when my, I was little, and my grandma always used to say to me, um, Pam, ugly people fuck too. And I don't understand 
what that means. Am I the ugly one? Because if I'm the ugly one, then ugly people fuck. Was I a pretty one? I don't understand. I don't know what she meant. It's too bad she's dead. I'm like, can you riddle that for me? What is it? What does it mean? And I was eight. Like, why? Okay. Uh, sorry I meandered. I got to figure all that stuff out because I don't have a script for it yet. I just keep hemming and hawing. Uh, well, thank you guys all for coming today. And I don't know where you're all going later, but, you know, have a good time doing it. And uh, thanks for your 2 to $5 donation to Mutiny Radio. Uh, we need the money, always. And, uh, yeah, so you guys, we have seven open mics a week. So tomorrow is OMG at 6 o'clock. Wednesday is Mars Bar at 7. Thursday is Bar on Dolores at 8. Friday is back here at 6. I need a guest host because I'm on Draw and Gaffaw, which is going to be great. And then uh, Saturday is Atlas Cafe. Oh, and Sunday is the Danker Side of Comedy at Barbary Coast. All right, bye, everybody. Captain Curls up in the head, Mutiny Radio Festival, ahoy! Ah, very good, ah, very good legless Joe! I'm surprised you can see from the crow's nest with no legs! It's to get ready! Crew, the festival is upon us! Woo.
Scurvy Steve. How many comics? Over a hundred comics. You're looking good, Scurvy Steve. Glad the scurvy hasn't taken you. Aye, aye, Captain. You, No Liver Mary, how many venues? We've got nine venues, sir. And you, boy, what's your name? Very good. And finally, Eleven Fingers Sally. What about the tickets? You can find all of your tickets on Eventbrite, sir. Check out www.mutinyradio.fm. What is that? I don't know what a website is. I'm a pirate. <laughs> <laughs> but quick to the festival. All oh, sails ahead. Arr. Pirate Arr. noises. Ambiance. You're still thinking. And when it's all over. Well, you know who's headlining at Cobb's Comedy Club on Sunday? Who? Who? Mark Neuer. Oh, fucking Mark. Oh, my God. I hear he's the best of the worst. He gives you the business, y'all. Yeah, it's Mark Neuer on Cobb's Comedy Club, Sunday, August 13th. At 7.30 p.m. Please come and come all. Don't miss your chance to see Mark Neuer headlining the best of the worst Sunday, August 13th at 7.30 p.m. at Cobb's Comedy Club, 915 Columbus Avenue, San Francisco, hosted by Emily Rudolph and featuring Ernest Evangelista, Honiton Ortiz, the legendary front office, and the one and only Spencer Devine. Get your tickets online now at Cobb'sComedy.com. Remember, there are more at the door. And get ready to get served the business. Side effects may include acid reflux, black lung, black foot, IBS, racism, homophobia, arachnophobia, erectile dysfunction, erections lasting more than four hours, spontaneous human combustion, appendicitis, ingrown toenails, anal leakage, and or cancellation. Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me sea dogs and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Namaste. Every Monday at 6 p.m., it's Joke Workshop, streaming live on mutinyradio.fm. Lift the veil from your third eye on joke creation and what it takes to be a stand-up comic in the five shakasanas of San Francisco's comedy scene. This all-ages open mic invites Oh, pre-sign by Venmoing 2 to $5 at Mutiny Radio. Join us live for a small and special audience at the Mutiny Radio studio and gallery performance space, 2781 21st Street, 
at Florida Street in the deep, deep, deep mission every Monday at 6 p.m. Does my ponytail look cool? Thank you. Namaste. Tuesday used to be the most unlikely night for fun. But every week at 6 p.m., come to OMG's Tuesday Open Mic. And see comics work out new material for free. For free. They get your Tuesday night party on with two-for-one well drink specials during the 6 to 8 p.m. show. Check out Eventbrite to reserve your free seat every Tuesday, 6 p.m. At OMG on Savory 6th Street. Savory 6th Street. Show up to go up. Hey, kids. It's your pal, Spiderman. <laughs> Sorry, Spiderman. Mortimer Spiderman. But I'm not swinging through the senior facility, best in Mysterio at Boggle, or getting beautifully plowed by the rhino. I'm headed down to Mutiny Radio at the corner of 21st and Florida. They got some schlemiels doing the laugh laugh. But hey, don't be a schmuck. And donate two to five dollars on. Hold, hold on, what is this? Let me get my glasses. The print's too small. Hold on. Venmo? That's not real. What is that, Swedish? You knew that, right? This is in San Francisco. I'll drown it on. I'll, it's nap time. Weekly comedy at the best neighborhood bar in the city. Join your friends from Mutiny Radio every Thursday at 8 p.m. at the bar on Dolores at 29th and Dolores. Starting after any very important sports game that might happen to be on, you're guaranteed a night of laughter for free. And when paired with the drink specials and the nicest bartender in San Francisco, it'll become a Thursday ritual. Show up to go out for comics, and please reserve your free tickets on Eventbrite so we know you're coming to laugh. There is... <laughs> happy, happy hour the, is when... The... Comedy is the cheapest. Happy hour, the most free two hours of hour-long comedy on the radio and internet streaming live at 2781 21st Street. Come down, be in the audience. Dog friendly. Dog friendly. We are. Mutiny Radio is absolutely dog friendly. Ooh, a dog party. Ain't no party like a dog party. <laughs> dog party at Mutiny Radio. Every Friday, dog party at Mutiny Radio. Happy hour. <laughs> 2781 21st Street. Happy hour. Mutiny Radio. FM. Here in SF. Calling all crusties, punks, and poses. Pick your posteriors up off the pavement. Pack up your pins and patches and prepare to party. The Pacific Northwest Vest Fest returns this Saturday only at the SeaTac Expo Center. Whether you're a leather lover or just a denim demon, if you're looking to dress to impress for less, do not stress. You'll find all the best in pre-distressed fest right here at the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest. With over 40 vendors selling countless crossover styles, you'll find the perfect thing for your scene. Metal, thrash, Walmart, high-vis, and everything in between. All in one place. One day only. Unless it's a jacket. If you need a jacket, take your square ass somewhere else. Never pay for fabric you don't need and ditch the sleeves, but save the rest for the Pacific Northwest Fest Fest this Saturday only at SeaTac. Bring a can of PBR, get it half price. Daddy, Daddy, what are we going to do today? At 2 p.m. on a Saturday afternoon? Oh, over there at the parklet in front of Atlas Cafe for tea time. 
that's titans of comedy. Apparently, they've got great sandwiches, cafe drinks, and even some of my favorite beverages, like beer, wine, and sangria. All the things I drink to forget your mother. I knew Uncle Blake says you smell like a brewery. What did I say about interrupting me? Anywho, right here on 20th and Alabama in the Deep Mission, paired with tasty comedy from Bay Area's favorite comic. For free! Every Saturday. Or at least the two Saturdays a month that the court mandates I have to see you. It's sunshine, and even in the drizzle, but not too much. Hey, Daddy, remember after soccer practice when it was raining and you didn't come? I really don't. Anywho. You take it with the freezers. Reservations on Eventbrite. Fucking. LSD, fap, acid, fapping, fapping, acid, acid, fapping, fapping, acid, fap, 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 acid. Thank you, that song is called Acid and Fapping. Stand by, we are having difficulties here on Mutiny Radio. It's 6 o'clock, it's time for Beat Hafur. The Gates of Delirium. Two hours of the greatest prog rock ever conceived by man. I am going to work on this here. Devices here at the sprawling state of the art studios of mutinyradio.fm. Stand by.
room that are familiar with this, this position. There seems to be a problem translating technologies. What we would be listening to is trans transcendent and triumphant existential. Through the gate of delirium into the Elysian field. Meaning and purpose. We've seen th that through that. We've seen through that. Find out what's happening here. Thank you, Brady. Can't wait for your cats. So are we talking about...
Problem solved. It was the flick of a switch. As it usually is. That's what the state of humanity and civilization is ultimately probably going to come down to. A flick of a switch. Only adding to this sense of precariousness that we already feel. On our little rock floating through the unimaginably large cosmos. In the face of that, we know, I assert, there's no time for mediocrity in anything we do, in anything we think, in anything we listen to. That's where progressive rock and roll comes in. Rock and roll as God meant it to be. Rock and roll taken and into a rich and experimental direction that explores the nuances and the crevices and the distant fields of the human condition in the most badass of ways. This is the Gates of Delirium. I am your host, Perkins Warbeck. Shout out to Pam, who has been struck down by the plague. <coughs> Sometimes it feels like 1349. Get well soon, Pam. We'd like to thank our sponsor, Alfred's World of Trousers, for their kind and unflagging support of the mission of us here at the Gates of Delirium to provide a small quantum of solace to those lost in the existential cosmos the Nietzschean desert of meaning. Trust me, you'll found it here at the Gates of Delirium. Wednesday nights, 6 to 8, coming to you from the heart of the Mission District in San Francisco, California.
was Bennett Builds a Time Machine. Uh, it's Fox Beard. Before that, we heard Eternity's Breath, Part 1. Life is through orchestra. You're listening to Mutant.fm. I'm going to continue with you from now from Hydria Space Folk.
Like a cancer growth is removed by skill. Let it be.